It's time for the Katie's Tech Podcast. My name is Jason Johnson, and this is episode 22 of the Katie's Tech Podcast, recorded July 10th, 2014. This is a show where I go over the news stories of the day, usually technology-related, that catch my eye. They may not be the biggest news stories or the most popular, just the ones that I find most interesting. Just a couple of news stories I wanted to kind of mention today. Uh, the first is a follow-up on the Aereo story. And in case you don't remember, Aereo is the company that was setting up uh, antennas in a data center, basically, and connecting that to a streaming servers and basically selling service DVR functionality the whole nine yards as an online cable provider. They were providing direct access to online television for a minimal fee. And this was really starting to kind of be a popular service amongst people who are trying to be cord cutters and get away from cable and satellite bills. The trade-off is that it was only available in certain markets in certain areas. Basically, they were trying to cover their bases and make sure they, were, they didn't get in trouble for distributing content that you couldn't really get on your own. As long as it's something that you could put up a, uh, an antenna and get for free, then it was okay for them to do it, was, was the interpretation. Just a week or so ago, that interpretation was struck down by the Supreme Court, and area was will have to shut down. However, they've announced today that they're going to continue the struggle against, I guess, the Supreme Court ruling, uh, the court system in general, arguing that the decision means that they deserve the same copyright license as cable companies get. So it sounds like they're going to pursue the ability to function as a cable service provider online. My understanding of that, and this is outside of what I read, this is just my personal understanding, is that in order to do that, they have to actually get a license from the broadcasters, and I don't see that happening. This is a, this is the, the online model is something that the networks have avoided for a long time now. They're scared of it. They know that it'll kind of signal the end of their broadcast television and cable markets where they have a lockup and force you to do the whole subscription-based system as opposed to the a la carte system that users have been wanting for a long time now. So it's kind of interesting So the area is not just bowing down to the Supreme Court decision, although honestly, I don't know where they can go from that. I guess they're going to pursue different laws and different... And when I say pursue different laws, I mean pursue coverage under different laws and argue that they fall under different exemptions, and we'll just see how they have to get treated by the uh, broadcast networks. The second article I saw was that the FTC is taking Amazon to court over the uh, their add-on in-app purchase policies. And basically the statement of this case is that when you, when you get an app and you have it on your tablet, the ability to have in-app purchases, if not secured correctly, and that's something that Google and in their Android environment overall, and Amazon to an extent, as an extension of Google, uh, although they have their own app store, has fallen, you know, had issues with, and that's that once you get in an app, say you turn your kids loose in a game, the ability to stack on in-app purchases with your card means that your kids can rack up some pretty serious bills without even realizing it and without your approval. Or at least that used to be the case. Now they've got a lot better parental controls in place. You can disable that ability. You can put restrictions. There's a lot more customization that you can do now than you could do uh, a few years ago. And it sounds like the FTC is going to go after Amazon uh, and try to reclaim some of that money that people may have lost due to that policy. So I 
personally, I, I've been seeing this actually crop up in a, in a, in a it wasn't, it wasn't in-app, so it doesn't quite meet the same specs of this article, but I did have an issue with an Android tablet, one of the early ones, that I gave to my kids, and my son did several app purchases from the store, not realizing that it was going straight to my credit card, and, and nothing major, but I think it was about $15 worth of apps he bought, and, you know, we've since made sure that there were policies in place that prevent that, but it's you know, this was an issue back in the day, and I think that's what the FTC is going for here. The third story was kind of a changes at Microsoft type thing. There's not a lot of substance to it. Uh, Microsoft is getting ready to, to announce their latest earnings report, and kind of as a, a setup for that, Satya Nadella, who's the new CEO of Microsoft, he's you know in the line of. You know, Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer was this, only the second CEO, and he's just in the last year been replaced by Nadella. And he sent out an, Nadella sent out an email to Microsoft employees today outlining the company's ambitions for the new fiscal year. So he basically he's teeing up the next year. He's, they're going to announce this last year's earnings and kind of announce their plan going forward. And the cool thing about it is he's not... He's not staying in the ruts of Steve Ballmer, I would say, is kind of how he's how to look at it. He's saying that while the policies that Ballmer put in place were helpful at the time, it's time for Microsoft to pursue a new, unique direction. And basically what they're thinking is that means that they're going to start focusing more on mobile and cloud-based solutions. Up to this point, Microsoft under Ballmer focused on services, and I think they're trying to move away from that into the cloud and, and online and mobile strategy. Personally, being in the, the Windows IT field for server side, I really hope that they pay some, continue to pay attention to the uh, network server room infrastructure and continue to develop that and don't completely focus on the consumer cloud. But I do understand that in order to keep Windows relevant, they have to focus on mobile, tablets, that kind of thing, because that's where the, the, a lot of the focus is shifting, at least in the popular hip view. I mean, if you walk into any business, you're still going to see a ton of desktop computers, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. But the the popular thing to talk about and the, the popular thing to sell and, and hype up is the mobile environment, whether that's where your money's made or not. And so in order to keep the appearance of being relevant, I know Microsoft has to pursue it. I just hope they continue to focus on the corporate aspects of this as well. And the last thing I wanted to kind of go over today is not so much a news story, it's just a discussion of basically cord cutting. We kind of had that area topical earlier, and I wanted to kind of circle back around to that and mention some of the experiences that I've been having as we move towards cord cutting. And again, cutting, cord cutting is just kind of the term that's used for dumping your cable or, in my case, satellite TV provider and moving towards the free over-the-air for your networks coupled with online services. So what are, what are your options? Well, and you have to be careful because sometimes you, if, you, if you stack too many of these online services on top of each other, you end up with a higher bill than you would have had with your cable company. So that's something to keep in mind as you start pursuing this. So getting your over-the-air networks is usually the first step, and that's been kind of what I've focused on. I live in a very rural area, not, not very close to any major cities and so I wanted to kind of do a check and see if what was available at all and so I went and bought the cheapest set of rabbit ears I could possibly get 
And amazingly enough, it picked up several, most of the major networks. There's only a few I missed. Now, the coverage wasn't perfect. I had to actually move it up to my attic to be able to consistently pick up, I think, CBS and a couple of the other channels. And I never got Fox. But there were, you know, it was passable. The picture was very good. Because pretty much once you pick it up, you're getting true high-definition television. And that's actually supposed to, supposed to be a better quality picture than you get off of satellite or cable because those are usually compressed signals, whereas over-the-air is not. So you may see an improvement in the clarity of your over-the-air channels. Just recently, I upgraded that antenna to a more higher-end model, and I've gotten up to several channels. I actually pick up two different Fox stations and all of my, my local network. So I think I've got it about as good as I can on the antenna side. So the next step is the question of how do you want to address your on-demand content? I've already got a Netflix subscription. I've um, had that since we were only using it for DVDs before online distribution even became something that Netflix did. Now it's kind of funny that the online distribution has almost replaced their DVD uh, mailers as their main focus. But we still get those because it's, there's some stuff, the newer stuff, that you can get that way. Um, Redbox is a big one for getting your, on, your physical movies. So there is always that as a method of getting your actual physical movies that aren't available online. But we do a lot of online streaming of Netflix also now that that's kind of become the focus. Although, in my opinion, that's much more useful for television shows. We've become pretty fond of having the ability to go and stream an entire series from start to finish, you know, especially some of the older shows. Or you can catch up on some of the newer ones, but then you kind of hit the point where you're waiting. I like the ability to just kind of get in a rut and watch a TV series start to finish and go from there. You know, one series at a time. So Netflix is really good for that. For the online distribution of movies, they really don't have most of the newer movies. And so if you're, you're caught up and have seen most of the older ones, there's not a lot out there. So keep that in mind. You may need a way to see the more current movies. Uh, Amazon has a very similar selection, especially in the movie side, that Netflix does. One of the benefits to Amazon is that you get the streaming movies, or streaming video, it includes television and movies, for free, packaged in with their Prime service. So, it's you're not paying just for the streaming video, you actually get streaming music, you get two-day delivery on your, um, anything you buy from the online store that's Prime tagged, you know, there's some stuff that it doesn't qualify, but most anything that's directly shipped from Amazon, you get free two-day shipping on. And if you have an Amazon Kindle device, not just a Kindle app, but a Kindle device, you can check books out of their library, ebooks, and read them on your Kindle. So there's quite a few features that Amazon's built up into their Prime. And that's not terribly expensive. It's $100 for the entire year, which actually works out to be cheaper or as cheap as Netflix. So that, that's another one to look at. Worst case scenario, you end up with both. You're roughly at $20 a month which is usually a lot less than most people were paying for cable. So that's not bad. Just like I said, be careful on stacking these and what you end up with. I've never been a Hulu Plus subscriber. I've used Hulu on a computer to watch some shows, but I've never found anything there that I really felt was worth paying the Hulu Plus price for. 
but that's an option also. You may want to check Hulu Plus out and see if they have any shows that you know you want to watch. Because Hulu Plus, if my recollection is correct, does actually get shows fairly quickly of more new shows. So if there's shows that are currently airing on TV, Hulu Plus might be the way to get them quicker than waiting for them to appear when the disc comes out on Netflix. And then the other topic I wanted to kind of mention is kind of the third stage, and it's how do you, if you were a DVR customer with your satellite or cable, and by DVR I mean the ability to record and save shows, watch them later, skip through the commercials, how do you replicate that environment in the over-the-air scenario? Now, again, you're only going to have the channels that you can pick up over the air, which is eliminates all your premium cable channels. But if that's okay with you and you, there's still stuff that you want to be able to record on the over-the-air networks, then probably the best solution is to go with the TiVo Romeo device. And the device is like it's $200 retail. I've seen it for as low as $170, different places, Amazon. And then you pay $15 a month for the subscription. And that allows you to do a full, you know, TiVo experience, DVR experience. You get the guide. You get to scroll through. You can pick, you know, do I want to record just this one show? Do I want to record every episode of a series? And the playback, it's just way more user-friendly than a lot of the roll-your-own, build-it-yourself type devices or, or methods that you can do for, for having a DVR. Uh, there are others, uh, Simple TV, there, there, there's several others that actually have similar models where you pay a subscription. Some that you don't, some you can buy a lifetime if that's how you want to do it. There's just all kind of different options for the premium, but I think the TiVo is the top of the list. Another benefit to the TiVo is that you can, it has a Netflix player built into it so you can, from within the same interface, switch over to Netflix I think it's got a Hulu interface. It does have Amazon, but it's not Amazon Prime. It's actually Amazon On Demand, which means it's almost like a pay-per-view thing or a purchase if you buy a movie or a show on Amazon. And then by buy, I mean buying the individual episodes or buying the, the individual series. Then you have the ability to watch that on the TiVo. But if it's the Prime streaming similar to Netflix, at this point that's not built into the TiVo. But, again, that's, that's a very user-friendly, good quality, easy-to-use device. The, the alternative to that is to build your own by building like a media center PC, dedicating a computer to it, and using a TV tuner card, which you can buy that your, your antenna would connect to, and it connects to the computer, and you can use media, Windows Media Center, has a DVR function. Xbox Media Center has added, which is a, you know, an open-source update of, of the Xbox Media Center environment that was developed originally on Xboxes. But you can use that now with the DVR functionality. That was added in one of the latest revisions. And there's um, Myth TV if you want to run it on Linux, if you run it on, on a Mac. Elgato has a, a ITV software that does the same thing on a Mac computer. All of these are options, uh, usually for very little, if any, cost, except for the hardware to get it set up. But definitely not as user-friendly, more of a techie side of the equation, I guess. You know, the TiVo's for the people who just need to plug and play and not fight with it. The uh, roll-your-own solutions, the build-it-yourself, 
are usually more for the technical people who want to kind of get in and get it how they want it. But you're looking at a lot less cost for the convenience, you know, by giving up the convenience. So there are ways to do a DVR. You've got your streaming services like Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and you've got your over-the-air antenna. And in a lot of cases, that's enough to replace what most people watch on TV. Now, if there's certain channels that you absolutely have to have and you can't find a way to buy those individual shows, such as through Amazon, then you're kind of stuck with cable. But I'm seeing more and more that the cost just isn't worth the few shows that people watch that you can't find a way to watch online. So I want to just kind of throw out the options that I've been looking into, the way I kind of see the equation. Aereo's kind of sparked this conversation because now people are trying to figure out without Aereo what they're going to do. And I think that the quarter-cutting philosophy as that we all kind of tighten our budgets and look for ways to cut back our uh, financial expenditures, that this is something that's going to become more and more common. The, the benefit to that is you're going to see a lot more services. A lot more TiVo competitors, a lot more advancements, hopefully, in the Windows Media Center and the build-your-own-DVR software environments. And hopefully it won't be quite as niche, and there'll be a lot better solutions out there. But again, I just wanted to kind of wrap up, not even really a discussion, just kind of what I had seen and what I was thinking as I looked through our options as we moved through the process and lay out my thoughts and hope maybe somebody else might benefit from them as well. So that wraps up today's episode of the Katie's Tech Podcast. Uh, again, not a whole lot of news up front, a little more discussion in the back. I'm trying to toy with the format, try to figure out ways to actually get more content into my shows. So feel free to, to comment or give me some feedback if you like or don't like that approach. But uh, again, that wraps up today's show, and I'll be back next time with another episode of the Katie's Tech Podcast. <laughs>